Hello, friends, and what is up? I am Daryl Smart, and welcome to Smart Sports Podcast. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're all staying safe out there and doing well. This week on the podcast, we have another very special guest. She's representing Canada between the pipes, set numerous records playing for the University of Connecticut Huskies, and now is a member of the new NWHL's franchise in Toronto. Elaine Shuley, it is great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, first off, congratulations on being named to the new Toronto NWHL franchise. Uh, you really have to be excited about this opportunity. Yeah, well, first off, thank you. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, you know, I guess, you know, we're really looking forward to uh, increasing opportunities for women to play after college. And uh, yeah. it's going to give, you know, a lot more players a place to play. And I'm excited to see kind of where we can uh, where we can get things to grow to. Um for women's hockey and yeah personally i'm uh, super excited to get back on the ice and uh, you know look to win uh, look to win a championship that's awesome and so you were one of the five players uh introduced as hey this is this is who we're building this team around how did it all kind of come about or when did the conversation start with the team yeah so i was kind of looking at um you know looking at uh, my options in the nwhl this this coming season and uh one of the uh, members of the in the NWHL reached out and just said, you know, hey, we're we might be adding a team in Toronto. Kind of stay tuned. And then um, I don't know how long ago, maybe a month ago now or so, um, Miles called me. Uh, he owns the team in Boston, and yeah. he's just he was it was great speaking with him on the phone. And uh, you know, I really liked what he was you know had envisioned to bring to women's hockey um, and as a business in general. And so he was kind of laying out the the frameworks of what, you know, what this franchise would be looking like and kind of what their goals were and, and what the business plan was. Um, so, you know, I was really on board. And then when they uh, they hired Digit Murphy as uh, president of the club, then at that point it was like, <laughs> you know, really solidified it for me. Because I, uh, I guess three years ago now, um, I got asked to go play over in China um, to grow yeah. women's hockey over there. And she was kind of, her and Rob Morgan were kind of heading that up um, in North America, you know, recruiting, well, and Europe, recruiting players yeah. um, to go over there. So I had kind of already uh, followed her um, once. And, you know, she uh, she's, she's, I really like the way, you know, I like the way she leads. She's bold and uh, yeah. she stands up for what she believes in. So I thought, you know what, um, let's do this. Nice. And so, uh, is there anything that your China experience that you can kind of bring to this? Yeah, for sure. I think it's just, you know, I think it's starting and growing women's hockey to what um, everyone in women's hockey wants it to be. You know, I think yeah. we all envision it one day um, for, you know, whether that's for, uh, for, for my, for me or for, you know, someone who's 10, 10 years younger than me. 20 years, whatever, um, making it kind of like a full-time job for the players that are capable of playing at that level. So, you know, I think, again, in China, we kind of, you know, we started and there was like no ranks. Like I I got there (laughs) when we were in Shenzhen and it was like so far south that like we had to get someone in from North America to come help with the ice because it was so hot and like the ice was melting. So it's kind of the same situation. Like you're really, you know, you're in China, there wasn't still kind of the same idea and that you're bringing awareness and and that to 
to the game. So I think, you know, in China, we were able to, we had good, you know, really good crowds over there at our games. And I think that's something we need to start with here too, in terms of, you know, drawing a, a solid fan base. And I think that'll be the start. So I think, you know, again, it's just building it into what, um, what everyone wants it to become. And it's funny because as big as, as big a girls and women's hockey is in, in Canada and North America, it, you're almost in that same situation where you're really trying to grow something much bigger than what you're actually doing. Eh? Yeah. Like it's, it's, you know, as popular as it, as it is, it's not uh-huh. in the same sense. Like, you know, people, it's, it's how can we get, um, you know, fans and, and things to come out and support us, you know, all year round and not just, um, you know, watching the, you know, the Olympics and things like that. And yeah. we, none of us can argue, like, those are all, they're all such great players um, out there. And they're obviously a pleasure to watch. Um, great athletes. But it, it comes back to, we need to still, you know, build something for those other three years. And uh, that's on us to uh, to kind of pioneer that. So Nice. So what was, what was your reaction to your con- conversations with uh, everyone when all of this uh, was developing in Toronto. Yeah, I was just like super excited. You know, I didn't play much this year and um, I kind of was focused on my career and yeah. I finished my CTA exams up in September and I was focused on that. I didn't skate at all last summer. Um, I was working, you know, I kind of had other focuses and then, uh, you know, I missed it and I missed having something to train for off the ice too and on the ice. So, you know, I thought, you know, I'm still still young enough. Like, um, let's let's hop back in here and and try to make a difference where I can, and you know, use my skills and things that I've been, you know, that I have and been uh, fortunate enough to been gifted with. So mm-hmm. I thought, let's uh, use them and uh, get back out there and you know, try to make a difference and and help help the game. So definitely, just super excited to uh, to play again and. You know, I feel like I'd still be in my prime, like still uh, young. Absolutely. So I thought, yeah, I thought, you know, you can't do this when you're, you're not going to be doing this when you're, you know, 35, 40, probably. So I thought, let's just give it a shot. Not a, not a tough decision at all, eh? I mean, no, not, no, definitely not. Not once I saw who was, uh, who was involved and, uh, yeah. and, and what their visions were, um, for the game and, and kind of the model that, um, that they're hoping to uh, hoping to build. I thought, you know, why not be a part of this? Oh, absolutely. So, what kind of ice time did you see during the winter? Yeah, I skated um, with the PWHPA. Yeah. Um, we would have a couple practices a week. Um, you know, I, I generally made it out to one or two um, of those a week. I skated with uh, my goalie coach a couple of times. Um, there was some games pop up here and there. Um, nothing, you know. I would say some consistent practices week to week, but, um, you know, definitely not in game shape at all. Uh, not, I mean, game shape meaning in terms of like timing and, and that sort of thing. So pops like off the ice, definitely in shape. But I I mean, I guess the best way to compare it is I've seen a few, uh, articles online now. I, I, I think of, uh, Flurry and Jonathan Quick who are (laughs) uh, kind of making comments about, you know, hey, like if you're gonna just put the NHL back on, like goalies are gonna take the longest to get into that <laughs> exactly that shape in terms of like not physical shape, but like just seeing pucks and like timing and all those sorts of things and being, you know, having your timing on. So I think, you know, 
I'm in shape, ready to go. I'm just, uh, I need to get back out on the ice and, uh, you know, Actually, some <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what will it mean to you to be on the uh, WHL's lone Canadian team? And again, it was a big deal when this announcement was made. It was a big deal that the NWHL had expanded into Canada with everything going on in the world of women's hockey. So what does it mean to you to, to play for the lone Canadian team right now or to be playing on the lone team? Yeah, it's just honestly, it's super exciting and just a huge opportunity. Like, I really believe in that you don't get um, presented with opportunities, you know, a lot in life. So when you do get them, I I try to take, you know, take them and make the most of it as long as they're, you know, sound opportunities and nothing too crazy. (laughs) But I always always try to, you know, just, you know, go for it. And uh, because they don't come around all the time. And this is pretty cool. And like that you said, it's going to be the only team in uh, in Canada, professional team right now. So I think it's just a huge, it's a great starting point. Um, mm-hmm. And especially having it in Toronto with so many, you know, so many female hockey players in, in the area um, and, and outside, you know, in Southern Ontario. So just super excited to uh, to be a part of that team and then hopefully see it, it grow in uh, future seasons. And that kind of leads me into the next question, just because you you were playing for the CWHL's uh, Toronto Furies, and were right. you? My f- next thing is, are you oh, a Leafs? Huge. Okay, yeah, so this is a, this, so this is kind of cool for you then. You no, know, just to play for the Furies and now for uh, another another professional team out of Toronto. It's got to be pretty cool. Oh yeah, I'm like I've been a Leafs fan since I I don't know my dad. <laughs> And that's like my memories of childhood is watching the Leafs and like like going to school like grade two, three, four, five, and like Leafs like either not doing well in the playoffs or like not even making the playoffs from like I don't even know what grade. So I was in like first year university. They didn't make them since I could remember <laughs> my childhood, and it was painful. And then as soon as I uh, came to the series, I made sure I put Cujo on my new mask because I was a huge George <laughs> Joseph fan growing up. So. That's yeah, awesome. Definitely a huge Leaf fan. So there's going to be a lot of pride, extra pride almost, right? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and just kind of talking about last year and 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 how disappointed were you when the CWHL folded? Was it one of those things that you you kind of knew was coming, or was it uh, was it a honestly, shock to everyone? Do you think? Yeah, honestly, it was a shock, and I didn't. Um, I didn't know it was coming, and to be honest, I still don't know much about it yeah. um, at all. It's kind of just happened, and we all had to make a pivot and, you know, do what do what we all think is best for the game moving forward. So, yeah, yeah honestly, it, it was uh, was a total surprise. How tough was it for you and a lot of the other players? Just because, and again, like you said, you you weren't able to get on the ice much, and not uh, nothing really competitive either, and. That had been yeah. really tough. I mean, there was, uh, you know, there were games and things like that, but, yeah. um, you know, nothing, you know, it, you miss that component of not um, having that year end, like, oh, we made the playoffs, okay, now we're trying to, you know, win the championship, um, whatever that looks like. So it, it's just different. It becomes more of, you know, like an exhibition feel. Yeah. And, um yeah, it definitely is a different feel, and, you know, you can still get out on the ice, but um, for some players, it wasn't as, you know, serious, just given the nature of it, wasn't, you know, a, 
uh, a true, like a, a league with, you know, here's our games, here's our systems, here's our yeah, yeah. Know, power play. And then, you know, here's our goals for the year and this is what we're trying to achieve. And here's, um, you know, we're trying to make playoffs and then on from there. So I think that was the biggest, that's the biggest difference for sure. Yeah. And uh, just in knowing that the the Professional Women's Hockey Player uh, Hockey Players Association and the NWHL aren't always on the same page, was this a tough decision to go and play in the NWHL, or was this something that you really wanted to pursue? Um, I mean, I definitely thought about it. I always make, yeah. Yeah, I always try to make, you know, um, decisions like, and you know, look at both sides always, and. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And see kind of what you know, what what what's best on both sides um, for the game as a whole. And I think just you know, once I saw that Digit was you know on board, I I just thought it would be a really great situation. Uh, I just really believe what she's going to do for the game as a whole and the future yeah. generation. So um, again, I kind of just you know it became clearer and clearer as as time kind of progressed that yeah. um, that's what I believed in and. You know that's what that's what you got to stick with what you believe in, and I think both sides are ultimately fighting for the same thing yeah. for women's hockey. I think you just have um, two sides that are um, not sides, but two say two groups that are maybe going to go about it differently, yeah. and that's okay. Everyone has to respect you know everyone else. There's a lot of people that are friends and with you know people on uh, in the PWHB and the NWHL and. You know, I think at the end of the day, everyone's fighting for the same thing exactly. for, for the game as a whole. Exactly. And just with that, I was just going to say, was there any pressure? Obviously not a ton of pressure on you because like you said, a lot, everybody's friends within the, within the association. So was there any pressure on you not to go with the w, NWHL or uh, has there been a little bit of a tug of war with players, whether or not to jump on? Um, I mean, I would say there's some of that, but at the end of the day, I kind of just had to, uh, you gotta make, you know, I will, you gotta make decisions for yourself and based on what, what you believe in. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. Like I said, both sides are, are doing the same thing. And I mean, I think, I think both can improve the game and, um, you know, I think time will tell too with, there's lots of, you know, um, wrinkles to be ironed out and kind of see where the chips fall with, with everything going on. It's yeah. kind of early to tell, but, um, you know, I definitely, it's definitely, there's definitely, um, you know, kind of two, two groups, but it, it might, you know, detract from the, a little bit from having kind of everyone fighting for the same thing. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, what's important is everyone is fighting for that. And, you know, there's great, great people on, on, um, that are doing either one. So, yeah. you know, we're all, we're all adults and just about, you know, being mature and, um, yeah. No, that's a, and that's a perfect way to look at it because in, in actuality, everyone is wanting this thing to grow into something bigger than what it is. Right. And, and that's what right. it's about. And sometimes doing it on the ice and showing it off is sometimes better than doing it in the boardroom. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. So, what do you like, or what did, have you seen from the NWHL that you really like uh, so far? Just, just from uh, obviously, Digit is a is a big component of that, but just from a league standpoint or anything that you've researched, yeah. uh, what do you like about it? Yeah, I mean, I haven't um, 
I haven't played in it before, but I think just definitely, you know, I, I think it's it's operated now for five years, and um, I think there's a good good set of uh, business minds behind it, um, which I think will take it a long way. Yeah. So that's uh, that would probably be definitely what I'm most impressed about, and just um, you know, kind of the plans for uh, for moving it forward. Nice. Um, but yeah, definitely there's a lot of good people uh, that I've spoken to that are involved. So. Wow, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Where do you see it going, do you think? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, um, eventually it can, you know, keep growing, keep uh, keep growing fan bases, keep growing salaries, and um, keep growing to different cities. I think uh, for right now, um, my focus is, you know, on the ice and giving people a good product to come and watch, and then... Uh, Maybe eventually you could switch over to the business side of things, but for now I'm just uh, focused on, you know, getting ready for the season and uh, preparing myself the best that I can. That's great. And just what are some of the things that you're doing to train? You you were talking about uh, before we hit the record button. Yeah. Just with new normal and and everything, you got a gym going on at home. So yeah, you're doing a lot of working out at home. Yeah, well, I yeah, just growing up in Waterford, there was um, <laughs> no gyms, know, not really, not really any like high performance, what you would call high performance training centers. Um, so I kind of three years ago now, I went out and bought, um, you know, uh, rack, um, barbell, bumper plates, dumbbell, kettlebells, you know, uh, boxes, all those sorts of things. Um, and I had it in my parents' garage, and then. Uh, I was using it a lot because it just was better than, you know, driving to, you know, Brantford, Hamilton, wherever. And then um, this season, I wasn't playing a lot of hockey, so I ended up, um, I joined a CrossFit gym here in Brantford. Oh, nice. Um, Alchemy, Alchemy CrossFit, and I really, really took a liking to that. And um, it, it kind of was something to train for again because you were always learning new things and uh, kind of different training a little bit than what I had done in the past. And I really saw good results, so... Um, yeah, now I've just been, uh, obviously can't go to the, the CrossFit gym, but, um, have programs here that, that I've been working through that I can, I have all the equipment for it. So, nice. um, so it's been great. And then the CrossFit, it, it, and it's got that competitive edge to it, right? And that must be oh, something you sure. really enjoy. It does. Like, you know, I showed up for the first time in October and, uh, you know, there's, you look at, you know, you're doing the workout and you're like, I'm like, oh, no way is she going to be in this workout. But they've been, if you've been doing these types of workouts for say, you know, two to eight years, like they're just, they have a better work capacity than, than you. And they might not look like they do, but you're like, wow, like they, <laughs> people are fit, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of taken fitness to a whole nother level for me. I've always taking fitness serious and always, you know, trained hard and stuff, but this kind of just takes it to another level, which it's pretty cool. And I've kind of been learning new movements and different, different things, just you nice. know, trying to make myself more athletic. Oh, exactly. And where do you think it will help you between the pipes? Yeah, I think just definitely work capacity in terms of like, you know, how long can you go for and how intense yeah. can you do it for? Um, that for sure, and definitely just getting stronger with um, the different lifts and everything, so more explosive in the net, and hopefully my ability to recover too. Um, yeah. But yeah, just hopefully, definitely the work capacity, that's always been, I've always been, um, I like quick, explosive, athletic movements, like jumping and that sort of thing, but yeah. 
if you told me to do something for straight for 20 minutes <laughs> with a heart rate at 170 to 180, I wouldn't like it so much. But um, in the gym, so now I'm hoping that translates onto the ice. You know, maybe you get stuck in your own end for a little bit, or um, you know, something happens, power kind of like killing, and then maybe you're not so uh, so gassed after. But we'll a f- see. <laughs> a 50 or 60 shot night's not going to be a big deal now, eh? No, no. And, uh, I, I think with those nights that I used to have at school, I uh, kind of got used to them on the ice, and I didn't really. But now maybe I've uh, done a little more prep in the gym for in terms of a work capacity like that. So yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, on, just speaking of, on the training and on the ice, uh, when when you were with Toronto and the, the last competitive games, where did you see your game? Uh, the, how happy were you with uh, with the way you were playing at the time? Um, yeah, I think, well, I'm always my worst uh, critic. I definitely think... <laughs> All of us goalies are. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's more there, and I expect more of myself. So definitely looking to uh, to bring more to the, to the table this year. And I think it's just, you know, getting in games and... Uh, you know, playing in them consistently is yeah. something that's key for, for me, I think. And, um, yeah, I definitely have another level, and uh, I'm excited to uh, to work to get to there, uh, you know, from now over the summer and into the season. So, Any particular facet that you're wanting to work on when uh, when you get to go on the ice or if there's synthetic ice yeah. somewhere? Um, I think, you know, I think a lot of it is I can work on it right now, and that's just, the mental side of it and you know your mind how powerful it is and you know I've been doing a lot of reading and that sort of stuff and uh it's really kind of having the right mindset is key Mm -hmm. um and I think if you know in college it was easy because you're playing all the time and um you know playing most of the game majority of the games and then if you go into a season where you're maybe doing a 50-50 split and you're not playing so much it's easier to lose rhythm yeah. So I think it's key. I think it's key then to have a strong, um, you know, mental side of the game where nothing, nothing really phases you, and that you're able to perform consistently yeah. night after night, even though if you might not be playing, you know, 80, 90 percent of the game. So um, that's what I'm trying to improve on most right now. Because I mean, getting out there and, and you know, stopping pucks on the ice is it's just a you know a numbers thing. Like once you go out for you know, a couple months hard, then you're kind of back into it. Oh, exactly, yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, mentally, I think there's a lot, you know, just believing in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. So, Absolutely, and it's great advice for young hockey players too. Yeah, for sure. I think just, I, I, I wish I would have read more growing up, like read more books. There's a lot to be said from learning yeah. um, from other other people. Uh, it doesn't have to be hockey players, but any athlete or successful business person or whatever, um, you know, with what they've gone through and what, what they, they've done to get through those things. So, uh, or to get to where they are. So I wish I kind of would have read a little bit more. So (laughs) anyways, I'm, uh, I'm just kind of, cause you know, everyone's training, everyone's skating, everyone's, you know, well, not maybe not everyone, but yeah, a lot of people, you know, they're eating well or this or that. So it's kind of like what, what can give you that edge over your competition Anyone influencing you just out of all your readings? Um, I really like, um, I read Think and Grow Rich. I just finished that book by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's a that's a good book. He studied um, you know a lot of successful people over 25 years and kind of put into a book the 13 principles that he saw kind of consistently across those successful people that he studied. Um, and then I just started a book uh, called Relentless, and it's uh, I think his name's Tim Grover, and he um, worked with athletes like Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant and. Yeah. Um, LeBron a little bit and just talking about, you know, those mindsets that those, those athletes had and yeah. and that. So I think, you know, I, I, I just, uh, it's just cool to see. You can really learn a lot when you uh, are, first of all, open to learning something and, you know, willing to kind of dig into some books and, and look at stuff. So I would say those two books are kind of at the forefront right now just because I just finished the one and I just started <laughs> the other. But That's awesome. Yeah. So what kind of expectations do you have once uh, things start going back to normal and uh, hockey starts and this team forms and you guys hit the ice? Yeah, I think uh, I always have big expectations, so they'll, they'll still be big. I always hold myself to high standard, and uh, I'm sure our whole team will be held to a high standard by whoever ends up in charge That's awesome. um, in terms of a coach. So. Um, definitely high expectations and it'll just be kind of navigating, you know, going back to work and, uh, you know, training and, and skating. So sometimes, some days you kind of got to drop the expectations if, you know, and maybe you're tired or work was tough or whatever Yeah. and not get too crazy about trying to get everything done. But, um, yeah, just, uh, looking forward to it and definitely, um, looking to make the most of it right away. It's awesome, and it's must be it must be pretty exciting to even just see uh, upcoming announcements. If there's player signings and the, the 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 league draft was last night, I believe it was too. So kind of see the team forming in front of your face like that. It's got to be pretty. It's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. We uh, talked to Digit quite a bit, um, and just like I said, I've known her for a few years now, so kind of built a relationship there and she keeps us, uh, she keeps us updated and, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing who, um, who, who's signing and that sort of thing and, you know, coaching and, you know, where's our arena going to be and what's our team name going to be and, <laughs> um, jerseys, like what do those look like? Um, so definitely, uh, looking, you know, excited to see who, uh, who commits to play for the season and then, uh, looking to build from there and see, uh, see what we can do for the season. That's awesome. Did you put a nudge in for some leaf colors? <laughs> no, I, uh, I didn't, but um, we had those in uh, with the series, so yeah. know, maybe, maybe something a little bit different for, for it. Sounds good to me. Well, thank you very much for doing this, Elaine. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, been great chatting and catching yeah. up. Yeah, definitely. And uh, stay safe, uh, and uh, we'll be following you. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. Thank you, Daryl. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening. It really is appreciated. Make sure to go to the Smart Sports Podcast Facebook page for more local sports when it happens. Also be sure to like and share it so we can continue to make Smart Sports Podcast the place for all things local sports. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe out there. I'm Daryl Smart, and I will talk to you later.